Hello, I'm Sequoia Simone. And I'm Kim. If you're here, you're probably a new listener. Welcome! We're here from the future to warn you that this episode is not great. In fact, the most important information from this episode is that we are a Harry Potter fanfiction podcast where we read and react to fanfiction written before the release of Book 7. And now that we've told you that, you can feel free to skip this one. It will still be here if you ever feel like you want to listen to some unstructured babbling about nothing. But the next episode is so fun and represents what we're doing much better. Probably skip to that. If you insist on listening to this, the actual fanfiction part of it starts around 21 minutes in. Have fun! You know we really love you It ain't our place to judge you Your feelings get about it naturally There's no point in hiding So feel free to start confiding If you need a good friend, you can count on me. You can count on me. You can count on me. Hello, I'm Sequoia Simone. And I'm Kim. And this is Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them. Yeah, it is. Get it. That is. Get it. Get it. (laughs) It's finally happening. It is finally happening. It's kind of weird, actually, that it's happening because we've been talking so long about doing a podcast that it's kind of crazy that we're actually doing it yeah i feel very professional with all of our equipment yeah seriously it's a lot more than i expected i thought we were gonna have like a tin can and you know some string we first started talking about this months ago yeah as just like a weird i don't even we were talking about harry potter fan fiction we do that a lot yeah as we do (laughs) yes as is the norm Uh As per the huge. Uh-huh. Um, and for some reason, we were, I don't know, I think one of us just like shouted because we're generally shouting. Mm-hmm. So one of us shouted that we should do a podcast about bad Harry Potter fan fiction. Yeah. And then we didn't talk about it again for like several months. Several months. Um, it almost seemed like it had been a joke. But it was, I don't think it was ever really a joke. No. Nah, nah. (laughs) I wasn't kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't kidding. So. And then we realized neither of us was kidding. Yeah, that was actually a really great moment for me because I was convinced that you were kidding. I mean, I am often kidding. You can never tell. (laughs) (laughs) But we have in the past, like, when we used to live together and we'd sit down and open fanfiction.net and just like search for the most ridiculous garbage. Oh, for sure. Try to find the most disgusting one was something we did pretty frequently. We did that a lot. We did that a lot. Yeah. And uh, it was really fun. It almost was like that whole thing that we did as roommates started because um, one time we were talking about my fan fiction mm-hmm. and you guys demanded to read something. Obviously, we needed that window into your being. Exactly. And you know what? I think it's a good like 
it's a good way to find out who somebody really is. Oh, yeah. To look at all the weird stuff they're hiding inside of them that they can only (laughs) release through writing about Harry Potter characters. Exactly. And I mean, I needed you guys in that time to sit down and read my fan fiction and tell me that it was semi-pornographic because I didn't know. But it was. And now I know, but it's, I swear it's just that one and I still will stand by that. And I'm sure we'll see see how that goes. But yeah, we sat down and we read one of mine and it was hilarious and semi-pornographic and, uh, and then we just dove straight into the depths of fanfiction.net. Which is basically what we're going to be doing in this podcast. Right. So we're going to be reading fan fiction to each other. Yeah. So one person is going to pick a particularly interesting fan fiction uh, every every time we do this, and they're going to read it to the other person. Yeah. So we'll be sort of like a blind listener who's not really in the know of what's going on with that fan fiction. Yeah. They'll and, have no idea what's about to come at them. <laughs> which is going to make it super fun. Um, and then we're also doing sort of like a restriction. And there's only one restriction on what we're doing. We're trying not to like cage ourselves as far as the fan fictions that we're choosing. Mm-hmm. But we are saying that we're not going to pick anything that's been written within the last 10 years. Yeah, so that means things that came out before, the, um, before book seven came out. Right. Yeah. And I mean... Fan fiction was like really, really going before book seven because you didn't know what was happening. You didn't yeah. know what was going to happen. It's, it's a really interesting time in fan fiction history. But we also are trying to do the 10 year restriction just because we feel like that gives people enough space so that they aren't like really emotionally invested in what happened right. with their work. Like, you know, you can be a little bit more critical of your own work after a certain point in time, which apparently we decided was 10 years. Um, I don't know. 10 years ago, I was a very different person than I am today. Exactly. So yeah. I don't care about what that idiot wrote anywhere. Yeah. I don't care about what I wrote um, less than 10 years ago. Also, she said. Um, So we are doing the reader and the, the blind listener, and the blind listener is going to have to do predictions. Right. So before the story is read to them, they will get the title of the story and the genre that the story is in, and they'll have to kind of try to guess at some key components of the story, like... Yeah, like a main character or like a big plot point. Sometimes the title really does give away like a really big plot point. But it'll be, you know, we can get specific. We can be a little bit vague. And if you're the reader, you kind of get to pick (laughs) if the things were right or not. Yeah, sure. We'll score it like that. Yeah, it'll be fine. And we'll put the score somewhere. It's a competition. This is a competition. Totally fair. I'm going to win the competition. (laughs) And that's it. That's the end. Um, in this, also in this spirit of, uh, goodwill towards authors and such, we are going to be recommending a good fan fiction, um, in the description of all of our podcasts. We'll drop a link in the description of a fan fiction that we, uh, really liked. Um, and you guys will be able to read that if you like. Yeah. So when you listen to the podcast, not only do you get to listen to something that might be a little bit flawed, but you also get a good fan fiction out of this experience. If you're interested. Yeah, if you're interested in it. We're going to make you listen to it. Or maybe we will. I'm going to come to your house (laughs) and read you a fan fiction. That's very creepy. (laughs) 
you're already in my house. You're already reading fan That's fictions what's gonna to happen. me. See, here I am I'm in your house. I'm going to read you. <laughs> read you some fan fictions. It's getting weird. So this first one, though, is going to be a little bit different because, you know, and we really want to get the point across here, like... The act of writing fan fiction is not lame. Like, there's nothing stupid about that. Um, It's just another way to be a fan and to live in the world of the characters and to, you know, sort of flesh them out and uh, get a better understanding of characters for yourself. Um, However, some fan fiction is just, like, (laughs) not well constructed. Yeah. (laughs) Or so out of character that you're like, why didn't you just write an original story? (laughs) Um, But like, you know, we're not here to tell you that fan fiction is stupid. We're here to uh, poke fun at the ridiculous nature of some fan fictions. It's, it's, It's a perfectly healthy way to express yourself and connect with fandom, but it can be ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, and to sort of like illustrate the point here, we are going to start out today uh, reading one of my fan fictions that I have selected to be particularly bad. <laughs> um, and uh, Kim is going to be talking about. I was going to. I was thinking I'd talk a little bit about um, the sorts of things that I would write for the Neopets role-playing forums. I unfortunately could not find anything because it's hecka old and no one saved it. But I can I can kind of... I'll, I'm going to sketch you a visual mental picture of the kind of nonsense I would write. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I just think that before we get into that, we should probably talk a little bit about our history in fan fiction, like why we wrote it or read it or stuff like that. So how did you get into fan fiction? As a kid, I was never, I didn't ever write fan fiction. I uh, did other things to involve myself in the fandom, but I didn't write fan fiction. I spent a lot of my time as a kid reading bad fan fiction because I thought it was hilarious because it is hilarious. Yeah. So it was kind of funny to get back into it, doing the same thing, but with my friends reading the bad ones and kind of like shitting on them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I spent a lot of time reading what I thought at the time was good fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time on a site when I was a, probably like middle school, early high school even, I sent a lot of spent a lot of time on a site called Checkmated, which was um, dedicated specifically to Ron and Hermione fan fiction. Um, <laughs> and there was like, you know, in retrospect, like a lot of garbage, but you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed reading it. Um, there was a whole, there was just like, because of the ship wars, you yeah, know, uh-huh, uh-huh. there was a whole like, you're either Ron and Hermione or you're Harry and Hermione. And if and you, wrong. yeah, yeah. Wrong. Unless you're going like movie canon, unless you're deciding that like but why would you, the movies are real. Why would you do that? There's no. No, Steve Cloves 100% just like made Ron into a dipshit. And then like, you know, you can't deny the actual on-screen chemistry between Emma Watson and right, Dan Radcliffe. It's wrong. But it's wrong. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. That was uh, probably my biggest part about fan fiction. The reason that I didn't get into it seriously, the reason I had to come in through satire and stuff, was because I was so um, 
connected with the canon that anything that I thought of as wrong just pissed me off. So I couldn't handle Harry Hermione because I was like, no, there's no canon backing for that in the books. I So I didn't like fan fiction because generally, you know, something's off. Like they don't totally capture every character correctly or somebody does something ridiculous. And I'm like, no, they wouldn't do that in the books. I, mm. I don't want to read this anymore. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah, I can see how that would have turned you off from fan fiction because yeah. it does get pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, like, yeah. the, the thing about it was, like, is I could deal with I, – I felt the same way as, like, Harry and Hermione would never be together, but it was plausible enough that it made me angry. Like, I don't want to acknowledge that this, like – has any kind of validity because it does have a little bit of validity. Whereas like, like the dumbest shit where you're like, yeah, Hermione and Draco, I'd read that garbage and it was totally entertaining because that would never fucking happen, you know? And I I wasn't worried about it happening at the time. So it was just like fun fluff. Yeah. Man, I miss the ship wars, okay? I think the only reason we can actually do this is because we were on the same side in the ship wars. If we had been on opposite sides, oh. I think we would have to physically fight. <laughs> and we know who would win that fight. And it's me. Rude. Rude, Rude sure. Rude. Um, yeah, so I feel like we both have we have an interesting history of fan fiction, and you know I think we should probably talk a little bit about our um, our history with Harry Potter and our nerd cred. So um, I started reading the Harry Potter books uh, when I was in elementary school, and uh, funny enough, my mom's roommate got me the fourth book for Christmas because she just was like. Oh, the kids they love harry potter right and Uh she just gave me the fourth book because she didn't like understand that it was was a series series. yeah so i read the fourth book first no yeah i didn't know that i can't believe you didn't know that about me this is this is strange (laughs) which just like you know what it was a total bummer for reading the second book because the whole time you're like, Tom Riddle is Voldemort, though, oh guys. <laughs> right? And they're like, why didn't they do that? No, I um, I read the fourth book and I loved it. It's mm-hmm. I think the fourth book might be my favorite book because it was my first book. The fourth book is my favorite book as well. Yeah, it's so good. But for other reasons. Um. I read the first, I went back and read the first three, and then I was like primed right there for that whole giant wait in between four and five. Crazy. Yeah, because she had gotten me the fourth book, I think, right after it came out. Yeah. Um, So that was how I got into reading them. Um, And I was just like a huge fan for a long time, doing like, you know, like Halloween costumes as Hermione and, you know, stuff like that. very like kid fan things. I probably started writing fan fiction around 11 ish. Okay. Yeah. And I wrote it until I was about 17. Mm -hmm. Um, and later than that is, yeah, that's, I'm going to say that and I'm going to stick with it. You know, I am not ashamed of that. Um, I did a lot. Most of my writing was on the Warner brothers, Harry Potter forums. Which is just like, that is some deep shit. Like, you can't, uh, you know, I feel like you aren't really a real, you weren't a real Harry Potter fan fiction writer. 
unless you were on the Warner Brothers Harry Potter fan fiction forums because that was where the real shit went down. And also there was writing competitions on there and I did a ton of those and I ran a ton of those. I think probably what we'll read today ended up being from a writing competition. After high school, I ended up going to a couple of Harry Potter conventions. I went to Infinitus in 2010 and LeakyCon in 2011. That's a really big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, how did uh, tell tell us about well, you? Yeah, I, I don't have the deep connections to fandom that Sequoia does. I, I, I don't. I, uh, I got the first book, um, I think I was eight, so that would have been... Around 2000. Um, And my uncle gave it to me for like Christmas or my birthday. And I took one look at it and I was like, ew, I don't want to read that book. It's about a boy. (laughs) Boys are gross. I don't want to read that. And then eventually, you know, I was bored and I picked it up. And obviously I became obsessed. Read those first ones. And then I read the fourth book during the long period between four and five. I read that fourth book 11 times. Oh my God. Because... reasons (laughs) so the fourth book is my favorite but probably just because of repeated viewings right i mean there are a lot of arguments for why it's one of the best it's the major turning point in the tone and characters lives and everything so that it's not just because i'm a weird person I, i read it a lot of times because it was good but also because i'm a weird person you know right yeah sure whatever and um so i read and then around 11, I um, just signed up for the Neopets forums. Um, and my experience with um, writing Harry Potter related fan things was I would role play on the Neopets forums Harry Potter scenarios. So I had like a character and that kind of stuff. And then as I got, I, I read fan fiction on and off through the like satire type things, making fun of bad ones and things like that. But I kind of petered off and became less of a fan. I mean, I went to all the midnight releases for five, six, and seven. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of, I I, I would read those books as fast as possible. I think I read six and seven uh, within 24 hours of getting it. As did I. Because you had to read it that fast or else someone was going to ruin it. Yeah. Just the worst. Assholes. Yeah. So... And then as I got older, I kind of left the fandom and then I met you. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I had very strong feelings as a child about canon. So I rarely touched the um, main timeline trio stuff. I stayed as far away from that as possible because I felt like anyone who wrote that did such a bad job in general that why bother? I thought that those characters were sacred and should not be touched. <laughs> so I did a lot of um, the, the the role playing that I did was generally Marauders error stuff, arrow stuff, and I would um, generally be a original character who I had come up with myself. Oh God! This original character was uh, it was a self insert. I'm not gonna lie, and you know. A lot of people complain about, like, Mary Sue's and Mary Sueism and self-inserting yourself as a character. And there's nothing wrong with that. You love these books and you want to be a part of them, and that's okay. But oftentimes, they are ridiculous. (laughs) Mine wasn't 
a wandless magic user or the child of a prophecy or anything like that. I, I thought those were ridiculous um, because obviously there was no canon backing for that kind of stuff. Ob. <laughs> so no, she was, so I would, I worked so hard to stay away from those tropes that she was pretty boring. She was a Ravenclaw student who generally was just kind of there. She would interact with the characters who, whoever else was role-playing and stuff, but she like didn't have any particular crushes on anyone or she wouldn't try to do anything. So she was pretty boring. She just kind of was like, hi, I'm here. <laughs> she looked kind of like me, but slightly better. Um, sometimes like if there wasn't anything happening in one and you needed to kind of like kick it and get it going, I would be like, oh, she got a letter from home saying that Voldemort had killed her family. So she's angsting a lot. Angst, angst, angst. <laughs> but generally, no, she was just like a background character that didn't do anything and was kind of pointless. So, like, what kind of things were going on in the role play that you would be pointlessly observing? Oh, right. So usually, like, the Marauders, somebody would, like, come in and be like, oh, I'm James. And no one would be like, oh, I'm serious. And they would, like, do prank things, you know, or, or there would be or there would be a ball coming up. And because, oh, you know, all yeah. the balls that Hogwarts <laughs> throws all the time, whatever. <laughs> and so... There'd be a ball coming up and people would be like getting ready and asking each other out and things like that. Or you would like go to Hogsmeade for the weekend and hang out. It was really, there was generally like not a big point to them. So they were just kind of like characters hanging out and interacting with each other in ways that we thought that they might. So it wasn't usually a story or anything. It was just kind of like improv bouncing off each other and going nowhere because we were all children and had no idea what we were doing. That sounds like fun. No, no it sounds no. like, no, it was. I, I really enjoyed it as a kid. Um, it was a way for me to interact with things that I liked and, uh, but not touch the sacred parts. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> Couldn't touch those. Um, so I'm really excited about what I'm about to hear. Yeah. So I actually have in my Google drive folders full of yes. fan fiction. Oh my God. I just, <laughs> I just remembered what my username on Harry Potter fan fiction or no on uh, the Warner brothers forums was because yes. it's written right here on yes. this. It's definitely Ron's cutie pie. Oh my God. I had totally forgotten about that. <laughs> and now people know I've said it. Oh, I've said it. It's going to go in the podcast. <laughs> Oh, no. So, Ron's cutie pie, what do you have to share with us today? Would you like to make a prediction on the uh, the comedy fan fiction entitled Daydreamer? Oh, my goodness. Comedy fan fiction entitled Daydreamer. I'm trying to think about what I know about you as a person, but I feel like I, I didn't know you back then, so I have no idea what you would have wanted to say. Okay, Hermione is the main character, and she is thinking about boys, specifically Ron, and how much she totally doesn't like him. Okay, good, good prediction, good prediction. We'll see at the end how well you did on that. <laughs> um, 
Uh, this was written for round one of a writing competition called Starlight, apparently. And I also have another one that Starlight round two and Starlight round three. So oh, I you, you advanced. I advanced in this writing competition. This this you, this garbage advanced me in you, the writing competition. You won something with this. <laughs> I think I might have run, won this entire competition. Now that I think about it, um, here we go. This is. Daydreamer by Ron Scutie Pie. <laughs> I have to give myself a second. I can't go straight in. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> no, my dear brother, I believe it's your turn. George Weasley smirked and patted his twin on the back. Fred smiled widely. Oh, no, my dear brother, I will not be falling for that one. I do believe that I was the one to try the pucker sucker hard candy. <laughs> if you remember. The, the what? Please stop. <laughs> pucker the, sucker? Yes, it was the Weasley's Wizard Weasley's candy that I made up for this oh, story. Sure, sure, yes. Fine. <laughs> Pucker sucker. You said this one wasn't pornographic, Sequoia. Oh, my God. (laughs) Why you gotta be like that? Because you wrote pucker sucker. I didn't mean to. I never meant to. (laughs) And this is a George and Fred fic, I take it. Is that... Sort of. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. Stop trying to get me to tell you what it's about. Fine. Continuing. If you remember properly, I almost kissed Trelawney full on the lips. (laughs) We agreed on you trying the next two products. Fred sniggered at his reluctant brother who sighed. I really don't fancy getting all glazed eyes and drooling all over myself. There can't be any harm in trying it out on a lucky little first year, can there? He said hopefully. They're trying their date rape drugs on (laughs) first years. (laughs) Sequoia. <laughs> Sequoia. Oh, so much worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so, so I'm confused. What are the effects of the oh my pucker God. sucker? No, this is not the, no, the, the pucker Trelawney? sucker hard candy is not what this fic is was about. He, why was he kissing? Why was he kissing? Because apparently when you um, take the pucker sucker hard candy, you just like want to make out with everyone i think that that okay. was the thing about that okay. but that's but that's, that's not the product um, that's being tested that's disturbing that's not the product that's, that's being tested in this pick. i just that sounds like that sounds like like the, the the plot hook of of a terrible fan fiction like oh no i took a i took a candy and now i'm making out with draco oh no it's <laughs> <laughs> a waste that is a waste i of- know a quality plot point. Uh, you know, for all I know, I might have taken that candy out of this fic and put it in a in another one that made it into, you know. I'm going to lift it. I'm going to write something You're gonna, disgusting. You're going to take it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess that's fine. It is. This I'll is my greatest work, you. though. So Magnum opus. <clears throat> uh, Fred donned a look of interest before discarding it in favor of a more annoyed feel. You forget, George. We've been banned. Wait, what? Go back. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to read that sentence again. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> that was nonsense. <laughs> nope, that was nonsense. And you don't need to hear it again because it won't help you understand it any better. Okay, <laughs> fine. 
Fine. You forget, George, we've been banned from testing in common areas by a certain someone. He raised his eyebrows at George, who suddenly comprehended his meaning. Hermione. But if, our get of a br- <laughs> but if our get of a brother didn't fancy the pants off of her, we'd turn her into a toad. Temporarily, of course. Uh-huh. Of course. Uh-huh. Fred and George would turn Hermione into a toad. Into a toad. Except for Ron likes her, so yeah. they won't. Because they care, because so, they much care so much about Ron, Ron thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. I see. Listen, this is a... I'm taking liberties here. Yes. M- many. <laughs> What I wouldn't do for just an hour without her breathing down our necks, mate, Fred nodded in agreement. The two boys sat in silence for a moment, minds on overdrive. All of a sudden, both heads shot up, eyes stared straight ahead. They turned to show identical smiles filled with mischief. Uh Uh-huh. You are brilliant. No, you are brilliant. On the contrary, you are brilliant. We are brilliant. Does this continue much longer? (laughs) There's just four times. Oh, Uh my gosh. I'm just trying Uh to. Uh (laughs) Hermione Granger sighed as she stumbled sleepily through the portrait hole and collapsed into a chair next to the fire. The cotton interior. The cotton. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, let me try that again. Okay. The soft cotton exterior felt soothing against her skin, and the fluffy chair seemed to engulf her small form. Uh-huh. Sleep was coming fast. And she could it, tell. And then it ate her? The chair? Story's over. Hermione Granger eaten by a chair. R.I.P. That's on her tombstone. Yep. Eaten by a chair. Yep. <clears throat> if only I could gather the energy to walk up the stairs to my dormitory, she thought her mind wandering to her comfy bed upstairs. But before she knew it, she was drifting fast into a deep sleep, her eyes heavy and her mind filled with foggy images. Before the light was out completely, she whis- she heard a whispered conversation that her groggy mind couldn't make sense of. It wasn't supposed to knock her out completely. Oh, God. Bloody hell, look oh, at her. Oh, no. What, what, Not- what have they done? <laughs> Date rape drugs. Not that I'm complaining. I mean, that's kind of canon if you think about it. Love potions are totally... Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No. Not okay. But that's not what this is. Yo, okay. Like, you are taking this out of context. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. This is what you wrote. Fred and George Weasley have knocked (laughs) Hermione Granger out to do who knows what to her. It wasn't supposed to knock her out completely. Uh Uh-huh. Is what they said. Uh huh. I'd like you to refer back to the text, please. No. <laughs> I will make my own inferations. Infer. Oh, good. That was not a word. Nope. Nope. Please stop. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> just as quickly as she had fallen asleep, Hermione was up again. The common room ju- looked just as she had left it. Her bag lay beside the chair, and the clock showed that she had only been asleep for five minutes. The only thing different was the way everything looked, as though the castle had been covered in a very thin white mist. Hermione did not think it was odd, though. She merely accepted it and moved on. Right. Pulling her homework from the bag next to her, Hermione began to arrange the table in front of her for her work. That was sure. a badly constructed sentence. Yes. At that moment... The... she's very good at rearranging the molecules of tables. Yes. She's top in transfiguration, you know. That's true, so yeah. She's, she's, it's, um, not out, it's not an outlandish thing to say. the table like 
like a clay so that it's ready for her work that yeah that she's going to do upon it thank you for explaining what i meant by that (laughs) sentence (laughs) truly was yes that's exactly where i was going Uh (laughs) i'm sure rearrange that table at the at that moment the portrait hole opened and in came harry and ron ron had a large basket of muffins in his arms and was shoving one in his mouth Oh yeah, you know Ron does love eating. That is he does all love eating. He does. That's canon as fuck, dude. <laughs> all he does, though, he never does anything else. Yeah, he carries around food at all times and, and is just constantly eats. shoving it into his mouth. Yeah, that's some movie canon right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is how things work. Yeah, I mean, he is the one that has to go down to the the kitchens and all that jazz, right? No. Isn't he the one that wants to go down to the kitchens to get food? Oh, the time? I mean, who doesn't? I would go down. I mean, yeah, maybe that's why we relate. I relate. I relate <laughs> yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, Harry appeared to be paying absolutely no attention to Ron's behavior and was instead holding a mirror in front of his face and pursing his lips. Sure. Hermione. Was he practicing his duck face? Was this when duck face was a thing? This was not what I predicted oh. duck face. Oh, look at you. Oh, look shit. Look at you. <laughs> No, you're not going to look at me? Okay. Um, Hermione stared at the two for a second before addressing their odd behavior. Ronald, what are you eating? Did you get... Is she blind? (laughs) Muffins, bitch. (laughs) Hermione, it's right there in the story. Did you get the house elves to make those? You know how I feel about... For goodness sake, Harry, will you put that mirror down? Hermione turned her attention to Harry as he began to make odd slurping, sucking noises at the mirror. He looked up at her oh. for a moment. <laughs> oh, no. Um, is he practicing something, Sequoia? Hmm, hold, please. The the text. Okay. Sequoia? <laughs> the text. Harry? Stop. I've got to get ready for the ladies, love. Harry stated oh, with an air God. of annoyance. Seriously? Hermione opened her mouth to retort, but Ron interrupted her. Have a muffin, Miney. He held out a large... No, no, yep, hold, yep, stop. Yep, no, Miney. no, no, Miney. no, no, let it happen. <laughs> Nick namification. Oh. Let it happen. No, unnecessary nicknamification. The thing about <clears throat> Miney is that... Why? It, it was so common and so it's in like every fan fiction from this time period. I was convinced up until like right this moment right now that that actually was canon. No, no. Oh, okay. That never actually I'm was a thing. I'm pretty sure hmm. no one ever actually calls her that. I, I give Miney a pass. I wish, I wish there were more fan fiction writers that had gone the other direction from Miney and just called her her. <laughs> hey, her. How's it going? Her? <laughs> yes. Egg? Her? That's it. That is it. Um, good. Yeah. Yay, pop culture references. Oh no. Um, okay, so wait, where was I? Okay, so Ron has just offered Myony uh-huh. a muffin. Mm-hmm. He held out a very large blueberry muffin and waved it under her nose. Hermione got the feeling that Ron was not asking her, but rather telling her to have the muffin. She grabbed it from his hand, was and he, gonna, he returned... Was he going to force it into her mouth, or what? I don't know. I have how no is, idea what that you, means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Eat this muffin or else, Miney. Want a muffin, Miney? Yeah, this makes sense. It's, it's if I was doing the voice right. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
That's what's wrong with it. That's what's wrong with it. That's all that's wrong with it. Um, Incorrect voicing. She grabbed it from his hand and he returned his attention to the gigantic chocolate muffin he was consuming. Hi, guys. Don't you have muggle studies right now? Neville had just wandered into the common room from the dormitories and he addressed the whole group. Because the whole group has muggle studies? Um, You go to classes with your house generally. Yeah, but... Harry and Ron did not take muggle studies. Oh, my God. Sequoia. <laughs> Stick to the damn Wait, canon. okay. No, like, hold please, though. I'm not entirely sure when this was written. Oh. Uh, so, dude, give me some how cred. Not, how do you not know? That's an important part. Because we've got to place know. it in the timeline. I don't know. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I have no idea when this was written. And I mean, that was bad. That like, was a bad thing. To... It's not like it's not like Harry would want to take Muggle studies. He has no reason to take it. Yeah. Hermione takes it because she's a freak. Well, okay, no, but like, hold for the text, please. Uh. <laughs> don't be silly, Neville. Classes are over for the day. Besides, these two don't take Muggle studies. Oh, oh what's up? Told. Oh, you got told. <laughs> See. <laughs> You gotta wait for the text. No. I also didn't know that that was coming next in the text. <laughs> Neville, um, why are you so yeah. wrong all the time? Neville. <clears throat> Such are you idiot. quite all right, Neville? Ron and Neville exchanged worried glances. Harry was too busy looking at himself to partake. Sure. Hermione, I think maybe you should go lie down. Hermione shook her head she's because she's obviously from? fucking crazy oh, is what yeah, they're saying right, right now. Neville yeah. always knows what's going on, Hermione. Why <laughs> yeah. would you why would you Neville wouldn't uh, accidentally sleep through all classes <laughs> in a day? <laughs> oh. oh, Neville. Neville. I love Neville. Hermione shook her head and grabbed at her transfiguration book so she could continue her homework. Her hand was intercepted by Ron. Oh, no. It's okay, Neville. We'll take her to class with us. She'll feel better in no time, he informed Neville. Harry looked up at Neville, tearing his eyes from his reflection. That will be all, Neville. You may leave us now. Okay. <laughs> is this is this actually how you see Harry? Or is this like... You know what? Is this how you feel like Harry acts all the time? I'm not going to dive into like the deeper connotations of this story right now. Okay, fine. Um, it's just that but I'm yes. <laughs> that you're as bad as Snape. Oh, you did not just. Look. Right now, I'm leaving. Look. I'm le- the, This podcast is Harry's over. A hero. <laughs> Um, yeah, good. <laughs> I will not have you besmirching his good name today here with this decade-old fan fiction. Yeah, but over a decade. I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt on this one. You didn't write this one? I'm going to go like with 17? 13. Uh-huh. Neville nodded and turned, scurrying up the stairs as fast as his stubby legs would take him. Oh, stubby legs. Mean. I think I will skip muggle studies today, Ronald. You should take Hermione. She's beginning to get on my nerves. <laughs> Hermione, that's this is... Good, okay. That's a good capturing of Harry's voice yeah. that you got. This is, a, this is my favorite role that I've ever had of all time is reading this story as Harry is written. <laughs> um, it's really good. It's really good. Hermione looked helplessly between the two as Ron nodded and attempted to both carry his basket of muffins and grab hold of her arm. 
What is going on with you two? She asked, the confusion evident in her voice. I needed to get that across. Yeah, yeah no, the, 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 the confused question wasn't enough. Also, there's like a question mark and an exclamation point. Oh, but then I still needed to say yeah, something no, about her. She's, she's, she's real confused. very confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Harry, I don't know if I can get both the muffins and Hermione, Ron complained as he continued to struggle. Uh, yeah. Try harder, Harry said as he returned to staring at himself. Thanks for the help, Harry. You're a real pal. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Ron continued to juggle Hermione and the basket before finally Actually, setting the basket atop his head. Oh. That was really an important part that you were about to talk over. Ron is Sorry. about to carry this basket of muffins on his head. Well, I was worried about how he was juggling them. Is he is he throwing <laughs> Hermione and muffins in the air? Or is he? I think it's more like a metaphorical juggling. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> all right, fine. So he's as one does, the basket of muffins on his head now. Mm-hmm. As one does, as one does, when you're trying to carry, carry, and, and is he carrying Hermione? I'm not clear on this. I think he has a large basket of muffins, and that nope, this is becoming a visual bit. I'm stopping it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, <sighs> all right, come on, Ron ordered Hermione. Again, as she had with the mist, Hermione accepted the situation and followed Ron out into the hall. Wait, she's just following him? He's not actually dragging her? Why did he no, need to put the but the basket's on his head. head. Listen, <laughs> this story doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And I can see where you're going with this, but I feel like, I feel like just saying like, oh, it doesn't make sense because dream logic... Why did he have to put the muffins on his head? Because dream logic. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> okay, no, this is the best part of the whole story, and I'm going to need you to stay quiet until I look pointedly at you. Okay? <laughs> Trying to ignore Harry's whispers as they left. You're a beast. Ferocious. Wild. She unfortunately caught as the portrait closed behind them. Pointed look. <laughs> oh my god! You know what, Harry? You are a beast. <laughs> you... No one can contain you. <laughs> uh. Yep that 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 one speaks for itself. I think. I think it, yeah. You're yep. Right, you're right. The hall was very crowded outside. It seemed as though the whole school had arrived to escort Hermione to muggle studies. Ron guided her through the large crowd, and the students parted to allow the duo room without taking any real notice of them. Hermione was too used to the self-absorbed crowd to notice much, but then a formless voice shouted at her from the middle. I don't know what that means. I literally can't help you. So there's this crowd that appeared to, (laughs) to escort her to muggle studies, maybe, but also they're all parting in front of her. But she doesn't notice them. But she doesn't notice them. I don't Are know. Are they there? Are they some sort of hallucination? I can't, I can't help you. <laughs> Is she seeing vague shapes around? Her? No, but a voiceless, a bodiless, a, um, a formless again, voice, again. a formless voice is about to shout at her uh. from the middle of the sea of students. Uh. Hey, Hermione, why are you eating your muffin? With that, the gathering all turned to look at Hermione. Everyone is staring her down. I think I've had this dream. She glanced down at her hands and saw the one that Ron had grabbed to guide her, and in the other sat the blueberry muffin. So he is holding her hand? Yes. Okay. 
Problem solved. Question answered. Answered. Um, See, I just got to wait. I'm jumping in. The text. The text is solid. It's solid. It all makes sense. It's coming together. Yeah, it's good. Uh, People in the throng were turning to their neighbors and whispering. The air was quickly filled with the sound of hundreds of whispering voices. Hermione looked up at Ron, her eyes filled with bewilderment. I loved that word. I used that a lot in fan fiction. It's a great word. You were right. You aren't eating your muffin? He asked in a hushed voice. Hermione looked out at the muffin and then back at Ron. It's okay. You don't have to eat it, he said, perking up and giving her a smile. That is the end of the muffin debacle. No. Yeah. No. Now it's what over. About the basket? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Fine. So he's got this basket of muffins on his head. She's carrying a muffin. And, 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 like, the whole of everyone whole is like, school. why the fuck isn't Hermione eating the muffin? And then all of a sudden, for literally no reason, Ron's like, it's okay. And then everyone is bro again. Yeah, that sounds right. Is this a dream? Dream logic. Had? No. Is, this, is that Maybe. why you wrote this dream? I have no idea. Is that why this is written? It was part way? of the prompt. I'm sure the muffin was in the prompt. Uh, I don't remember that it was, but I'm okay. sure that it was because that's what that's what I would do with a prompt thing. I'd be like, oh, draw attention to this thing and then pretend it was never there in the first place. It was never there. Yeah, because the that's good writing. A good structure to get around that and not a lazy cop out at all. Exactly. Dream logic. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they continued toward the Muggle Studies classroom, and the crowd slowly thinned out. Through the news of Hermione's muffin rejection seemed to have traveled fast, and everyone grab- regarded her with feigned politeness. The muffin debacle. The muffin debacle. It's over. Uh-huh. Um, it's Hermione's muffin rejection, if we want to be uh, real, real about it. Muffin rejector. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. What a, that's a, what a muffin That's rejector. a euphemism. Oh. I, I just realized that. right now. You. You. <laughs> no, was it a was it a was it a purposeful? Not even a little yeah, bit. All right, all right. Um, she rejected Ron's muffin. Hermione's muffin rejection. But you know, it's nice of Ron to um, accept it so quickly. You know, he yeah, he's decided like, he didn't okay. want to eat He was like, oh, you don't actually want to eat it. Yeah. <clears throat> With the classroom in view, a group of older wizards rounded a corner in front of them. They were tall and dressed in a wealthy manner, and Hermione recognized them, although she knew they were not professors. As they got closer, she tugged on Ron's sleeve. Are those the weird sisters? She asked, pointing to the group as they approached. Oh, yeah, Ron responded, as though it were obvious. They were sorted yesterday. All of them got into Gryffindor, except the drummer. He's in Slytherin. Actually, I hear they're looking for a new drummer. Right. Yes. I'm going to be their new drummer. <laughs> Guess. Guess who? Guess who? It's got to be Harry. No. Oh, no. No, it's not. I accidentally started doing a very punter musical voice for this character. Oh, so it's Drake. Yeah. <laughs> but they got rid of their old drummer because he's in Slytherin. Okay, you know what? Dream logic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm going to be their new drummer, came a drawing voice from behind them. Even in her perplexed state, she knew exactly who was speaking. The object of her detestation sauntered around the couple to face them. The object of her detestation. Yeah. It's a very strong, strong stance. I know. Take. She's pissed. (laughs) 
I don't know about what at this point because I'm not sure when I wrote this. Yeah, right? <laughs> what did he do? He hasn't done anything um, recently, maybe today. I have no idea. His tight purple gown swishing with each step. Tight purple yeah. gown? Malfoy's awful maroon lipstick drew Hermione's attention as he spoke again. Don't even think about it, Weasley. You're too tall. Too tall? To Is be he the drummer. In drag? He's in drag, and he just told Ron he's too tall to be the drummer of the Weird Sisters. Okay. Is this not the greatest fan fiction you've ever heard? This makes perfect sense and is great. I don't know why <laughs> you were reading this to me. <laughs> and with that, he stuck his nose high in the air and walked toward the band. He doesn't make a very pretty woman, does he? Ron asked in a disinterested Ron, tone. Judgy much. Yo, dude. Come on, Ron. Like, you'd be such a pretty woman. Mm-hmm. No. No. <clears throat> Hermione watched Malfoy's gown sweeping behind him as he walked further down the corridor and accepted it as plausible. Yeah, you know what? She's right, though. That is plausible with um, the Draco Malfoy that is written in some fan fictions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is him to a T. Oh, yeah. They were almost there, the Muggle Studies classroom in reach, when they heard arguing further down the hall. But I'm the perfect height for a drummer. No, you're an inch too tall. You'll regret this, you know. I could have been great. No one who is as tall as you will ever succeed. What's going on here? Hermione asked Malfoy and the lead singer of the Weird because Sisters. it's not obvious. Nope. Hermione. Get it together. Get the listen, not the, the mist the mist is uh, sort of... Not seeing giant <laughs> crowds of students. <laughs> the older man turned to her with an irritated expression, but as he took her in, he began to smile. This is it? he said, turning to his fellow bandmates. They looked over at Hermione, scrutinizing her. Mm-hmm. I suppose so. Yeah, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, they all said in turn. Welcome to the Weird Sisters. You will be the best drummer we've ever had, the leader said, smiling. He withdrew two d- drumsticks from his bag and handed them to Hermione. Does she have to put on the gown? Or will you? Because they're all can boys, you, and you, she's a girl. So are they going to have a put on the gown, or um, is it going to be more of a more of a? I, I'm, I would assume no. Oh, that's a shame. Maybe she'll dress as a man. Oh, but then you know what? She won't be a a sister. Weird sister. I guess she. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't drum. She protested. She's too short, Malfoy protested. We've got to go to muggle studies, Ron protested. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because Ron cares so much about class. Right, yeah. This is all plausible. Um, According to Hermione, plausible. (laughs) Hermione, get it together. (laughs) Hermione? The voice seemed to come from everywhere but nowhere. Hermione, wake up. Another voice from above and below and all around her. The scene around her began to melt. The characters in the story were dripping like a fresh watercolor, their eyes distorted. Their faces disorted. I don't know why I said eyes. What the fuck? Eyes? Their faces faces distorted. Okay. All right. Then the light flickered on again. She woke up. The faces of Ron, Harry, Fred, and George slowly came into focus. Auntie M, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) Just had the most... Terrible dream. <laughs> you were there, and you were there. 
no, no, I can't nope, handle it. Not it. That's not it. The lack of natural light in the room cued her on the large time lapse. Sure. Harry was, that was a bad sentence. Sure. <laughs> Harry was looking worried. Ron was looking relieved. And the twins looked fascinated. They wasted no time beginning their interrogation. Are you all right? What did you dream about? Do you know how long you were asleep? What happened? Why were you screaming, I don't drum? <laughs> Stop, she shouted, sitting up properly in her chair. She looked at the overjoyed twins and narrowed her eyes. What did you two do to me? Us? We just, we tried something, we invented it. It's new. There's still some adjustments to be made, but it's brilliant, huh? Hermione glared at the brothers. You have a five second head start. The end. <laughs> All right. End. All right. All right. All right. So, so this prompt, was it about writing about the invention of one of their, because I think Daydreamer is one of their products in Weasley Wizard Wheezes, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. up look it up. Um, I think that this prompt, they would give you generally like a character and a genre and an object. Hmm. So I'm thinking that it was comedy Hermione muffin. <laughs> is, <laughs> is basically what I'm getting out of this story. So, um... Yeah, I don't think they ever gave you that much of a lead to go on. Yeah, so the patented daydream charm was a magical item created by Fred and George oh. for Weasley's Wizard Weezus, which would have put this around the time of book six. No. No, because I didn't, I would have written this before book six. Oh, okay. So you. Because they started married. experimenting on children. Earlier than that. Was book five? Yeah. I don't think you hear about the daydream charm until book six. Look at you. Look, I was predicting things. Yeah. I made up duck face. <laughs> made up duck face. <laughs> you uh, got Drago Malfoy. Drago Malfoy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'd like to say that your prediction is uh, were pretty good. I mean, I think I was a little vague looking back on it. I, could, I should be more specific next time. I would say you said two things. You yeah, said that Hermione is going to be the main character. Um, it's going to be about boys and her thinking about boys. Right. So I would give you oh, one I, out of two points on that. Okay. Because it was, it yeah. it yeah. was not a boy thing. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't. It was her. Thinking about having a weird stress dream. Exactly. <laughs> it was a weird Hermione stress dream. Um, good. But it was, she was the main character. It so you get a point for that. It was a stress dream that you would typically associate with Hermione, though. Like, if I was thinking of Hermione having a stress dream, I would be like, oh, obviously she's going to be like trying to do homework or trying to take a test and everything's nonsense, which is a stress dream that I have had several times. Yeah. But mm. no, it's um, people talking about her not wanting to eat a muffin. They were very disappointed. There were yeah. many whispers. Yeah. So, like, we hope you enjoyed this weird 
time. It was a weird time for everyone, especially me. Um, But in the description, we will be linking a fan fiction called Fine Print, which is by me. And it is about the moment when Merope Gaunt decides to stop giving love potion to Tom Riddle. Hmm. So that was the first. This is our first episode. So thanks um, for listening. Yeah, thanks Can for listening to it. This long? It was a little bit long this time, but the other one should be closer to forty-five minutes long. So make sure to tune in next yeah, time. Yeah, tune in next time. I'm going to be picking a story to read at Sequoia. Yes, I'm so excited about it. Actually, though, in real life. <laughs> so come back in two weeks and see how our second one goes. Yeah, if you want to sort of keep tabs on us because... Uh, or let us know things in the meantime. Yeah, we do have several social media stuffs. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a Facebook page. We've got a Twitter. We've got I'm being real hype about it. If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or shoot us an email. We are um, fanaticalfix in all of those places. Yeah. So fanaticalfix at gmail.com. And then our handle is just at fanaticalfix on everything else. Yeah. No Snapchat, though. Guys, so get it together. Us, drop us a line or drop us a review on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Please do that thing. Yeah. Um, it's good to have like some constructive feedback. But no flames. No flames. No flames. Leave the flames at home. <laughs> we want you to bump this post. Do not leave flames. <laughs> Should I cut that out? No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. All right. Um, so uh, you can find this podcast. You either found it on iTunes or SoundCloud, but you know. Or hopefully other places where you find podcasts. Yeah. Our thanks to the Womping Willows for the use of our theme song. It's their awesome song, Wolf Star. I think this has gone on too long. I think that. Bye. I think-